No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm here with a uh, up-and-coming rap star, Polo G. How you doing, man? All good. Good. Yeah, we just uh, did this interview intro twice, so um, you're out here, and you just moved to Calabasas, which I find really interesting, because normally there's, like, different levels between, like, your hometown and Calabasas. That's kind of, like, the top echelon level. Uh, what made you decide that you had to get out of your hometown? It was like, um, I just needed a new place of scenery. You feel me? Just change it up. And it's like I love, when every time I come to L.A., like I love it. It feel like home to me, you feel me, when I'm down here. So it's like the next trip I made down here, I just didn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. I went crib shopping, you feel me? For real? So you were in one of the gated communities or something? Yeah. Wow, that's fucking big. That, honestly, this is my first year that I've been to like, you know, I, I've been to Travis Barker's house and Lil Pump's like rental or whatever. And it's like, you know, next door to Kim Kardashian's house and shit. So I'm the only one who's like standing in the front yard, like looking around and shit, trying to like catch a glimpse of like Travis told me like Kendrick Lamar lives next door. I'm like looking out the window and being like, man, that's Kendrick's house. <laughs> oh no. But you, you, so you like the lifestyle in Calabasas? Yeah, it's pretty chill, like secluded area. So you feel me? You be to yourself, get to think a lot. What do you what do you do for the most part? You you play basketball or like do sports or anything, or are you just like focus on the studio? For the most no, I do both. Like I'll be hooping a lot. Okay. Like I might slide to a twenty four hour fitness. Then you feel me, oh, I'm just at the crib writing or at the stool. Okay, nice. So all right. You're pretty new to the game though. You only really like been how 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 long have you actually been making music for? Uh actually like a year and a half, two years. Year and a half. How'd you, so, okay, growing up north side of Chicago, though, tell us a little bit about your upbringing before we even get into making the music. On the north side of Chicago, it's like, it's rough. It was rough coming up, but it's like, as a kid, everything was like more light. You more, It's more innocent. You're more innocent. It's like, then like growing up, you grow into the things that you end up like being in, like the streets, the game banging etc all that but all the stuff that people like make a big deal about in terms of like being from chicago and stuff it is a weird dynamic because you don't necessarily think about all that when you're a kid to you as a kid right. that's just normal right yeah as kids it's just little stuff you feel me we think it's fun we think it's a game but then it's like somebody dying there and i see it do you like recall anything as you're when you were a kid that like seemed normal to you but now when you think about it you're like man that was some wild shit like just the the thing that it just sit on your subconscious. Like you walking around, you see hypes, dope fiends every other day. That's ain't that ain't normal. Seeing people even um, be shot or anything, that's not normal. But as a kid, you just think, oh, this was my area, so this just this just how it is. Yeah, would you ever get in trouble? You ever get like wrapped up in all that shit? No, not really. Like when I was a kid, like like I got older and I got into a lot of that shit. Like as far as like catching cases, but when I was a shorty, like I was just cool. Mm -hmm. So what? Yeah, how would you describe yourself? Like when you were, you know, going through your childhood, like all the way up through high school and stuff. Like what kind of kid were you? And like what were you doing to fill your time? Because you know, some some kids are just dying and jump into the bullshit right away when they're really young. No, that one my that one my you feel me that one that one me. It was like back then. 
back then when I was younger, I used to watch all my other homies. They jumping off the porch and getting into that shit. And I used to look at that shit like, no, I ain't trying to get on that. Mm-hmm. Feel me? I want to hoop. But then it's like the older I got, the more experiences I went through that led me to the streets. You mm. What were you listening to when you were real young? Like, what was the, the music that you started out being interested in? Wayne. I was big. Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah, that was like one like, I done knew how to rap since I was like nine years old. So it was like, I used to always listen to Wayne to catch the metaphors to know how I want to approach it when I mm. when I get to rap. Yeah, a lot of people like kind of forget that Lil Wayne, especially to like the younger generation, was that was just such a role model to them. Yeah. And it's weird too because he he is older, or was a bit older, but I feel like to the young rap fans, he felt very young to them. Like he mm-hmm. really represented what motherfuckers were into. Yeah. Were you uh, were you influenced by Keith, or what was your viewpoint on on what he was bringing to the table? I mean, Keith got like a global influence. Mm. Like that's just a given. I mean, he he was legendary in what he did, like the steps he took. I've just had so many people on here that were basically describing having like a pretty innocent like childhood and then all of a sudden chief keith came out and then all of a sudden shit changed and he's like you know people people have been on in this studio multiple times and just been like yeah everything was all good we were dancing we were having fun in life and then chief keith came out and everybody started shooting each other no because that's probably a out of town outlook mm-hmm. because that's that's how strong his influence is but sosa just was coming up on the same thing that happened in generations before him like chicago ain't never been nothing nice you mm-hmm. feel me so it's like Chief Keith was a one in a million, but you feel me? He stepped up and he, you feel me, separated himself from everybody else. Definitely. Was there any uh, stuff that made you want to make music in particular? Or, like, what, what was the moment that you decided, like, I need to get serious about this? It's like, um, it was just like when I just started seeing a change in, like, my career. Like, I started seeing, like, feeling the buzz that I was catching. I started seeing people notice me, wanting to stop me for pictures. And that's when I was just getting hundreds of thousands of views. And then you feel me doing my incarceration, like every time my phone home, like people was telling me like, you feel me, you, you your music going up out here, you going crazy. And then just sitting throughout that time, I was just thinking about it heavily. Like when I get out, I'm gonna be at that nonstop. Mm. But getting like your first hundred thousand views, or even your first fifty thousand, or whatever—that's that's a crazy feeling. I, I know you got mm-hmm. songs with like twenty million now, so it's a little different. But when you first hit a hundred thousand plays, you had to be thinking like, "Damn, I really got something going on here, right?" Yeah, yeah. It's like I was humble. I was humble throughout my whole entire process of my career. Like when I first even hit a thousand views, when I first hit a ten thousand, etc. So you feel me? Like I just was like grateful for every little step that it took. For where I'm at now. So how long had you been making music for when you caught this case and got locked up? You saying how long since then? Well, like how long had you been making or how serious were you taking music before you got locked up? It was like two or three months before oh, okay. that. Like I was really serious, like clamping down on it. No, I would say like, I'll say extend that a little more to like six months, really. Because uh-huh. it was like I was dropping music consistently. You feel me? And then all the way up until that point, that was my last halt in the music thing but then when i came back i hit the ground running again were you doing it on soundcloud or you had a youtube presence as well no i never i never had made a soundcloud oh okay like i I was just off youtube going off youtube and then it was like i used to do a lot of um like 
interaction on Facebook. Like I get on Facebook Live and just start rapping or I drop a snippet and it'll go viral. That's really where it started, like on Facebook. That's funny because we never talk about Facebook on here, but we had a little TJ in here the other day and he was talking about Facebook too. Yeah. You guys are coming from the same same point of view. <laughs> but Facebook, we were both saying, he was like, Facebook's more like your neighborhood. Like yeah. Instagram's everybody else. Yeah. Is it like the famous people on Instagram? Yeah. When I go on Facebook, I get to see like some dude I went to high school with and he's talking about Trump. <laughs> which it's not. I don't I don't see that when I go on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody likes Trump it. on my timeline on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> uh, and there's nobody that I've known for like thirty years either. Um Okay, so what'd you get locked up for? It was um, drug-related cases. So what were you doing? You were driving around with something on you? Uh, I was I was hustling. Okay, and how'd you get caught up? Simple, like police strolling through the hood, catch you up. They ran up on you. What'd they catch you with? Some, it was really little stuff. It was like I don't, that that case in the back, like it's, it's past me. You feel me? I served a little time. So what? How'd you, how long you go in for? I was only in for like two months. Okay. Right home. And so you got a lot of thinking done while you were in there? Hell yeah. It's like, that's all I could do was think up and up. That's all I could do. What were the, the main conclusions that you were forced to come, come up with though? It was like, I got to do better for myself because it was like I got locked up a lot of times consistently before that. Mm. And it was all little sit downs, but it's like, it was like, I don't want to. I don't want this to get worse. And then, that's what even made me think. Like the track I got out, the finding things. That way, that's what even made me think and to come up with that. I'm like, yeah, I, I need to be doing better for myself, et cetera. So that's what a line come grinding for a new life, and et cetera. Yeah. See, I like that lyrical content in that song in particular because it's true that there are there is like a phase in your life i feel like especially when you're young where you're not acting in your own best interest and you're getting caught up just doing stupid shit and basically just doing stuff that is affecting your life in a negative way but you feel like that's how you have to go about things and like when you get to a certain perspective like especially i feel like it happens to a lot of people when they they get locked up for a period of time and they're just like man like i gotta change like i have to do something different with my life Mm mm-hmm so, were you writing music while you were in there, or are you, are you more of an in-studio type of person? I wrote a lot of music, but really, I'm a like a home writer. Mm. Like, I like to go in the studio prepare, but it it done been times where I'm just sitting in a stool, and then it's like I come up with another hit, like just feeling that vibe, but it's, it's like that's more so rare. It's like I'm more of a home writer. So, you listen to beats at home, or are you just going to like pull out your phone randomly and start writing down a lyric that popped in your head? Both. Like, I could just freestyle just off the top of the dome, and then I have some uh, a producer send a beat to me that's going to match up with it, or it's like I have a producer send me a cold beat, and the minute I hear it, I got something to it. Right. Yeah, so do you ever punch in? Do you get in the studio and just go crazy on your own, or, or do you ever freestyle in the booth, or is it, like, more thought out beforehand? Uh, I hate freestyling because it's like, it's like you ain't, uh, a lot of times you won't be saying nothing for real unless you cold with it. Mm. I don't really like freestyling. It's like you saying whatever comes to your head. And like, I want to think what it is that I'm, the point I'm trying to get across. Yeah, like freestyling is good, but at the same time, like that's the reason why there's so many people that just rap and like the first two bars are not related at all to the next two bars. And it's just sort yeah. of all over the place. I do feel that with your music that it, it feels more thematic. Like you're, you're actually trying to tell a story or paint a picture. Yeah. So was there, uh, what was the first song that really made you feel like, holy shit, like 
this is actually becoming like a real thing. Like my, my, my career is actually like after the jail thing, was it finer things? It was, it was never cared. Oh, okay. It was when that was only hitting, you feel me? It was, that was the first song I ever had to hit a million views. Mm -hmm. But when I dropped, like, like I say before, I was dropping snippets on Facebook. No snippet that I ever dropped on Facebook got like 680 shares. That's what the Never Care snippet did. And it was like a little Snapchat video I made just rapping in the bathroom. And it was like, it was going up. And I'm like, dang. I'm like, I got to hurry up and record this song. The minute I recorded the song, it was going up. It's like, I got 10,000 in a day on the audio. That was the most I ever had on the audio. I'm like, yeah, this the one. Right. Did anybody like reach out to you early on or, or on like a street level or a music industry level to try to like help you with your career or, or get involved in any way? It was a couple of people. It was like a lot of people. It was like I was big on the market, the music market, I guess. It was like people on the lower levels of labels, of course. It was like a lot of people was just trying to get connected they with They see me. the numbers on YouTube and they yeah. just their mouth starts salivating. So, what, but what was your perspective on that? Like, I, I know you did sign, right? Mm-hmm. And so, when when did that decision start to become obvious? You you heard out a lot of different offers from labels and shit. Yeah, I met I met with a lot of people, and I was just filling everybody out because I didn't want to put myself in a situation that was gonna be uncomfortable for me or I was gonna regret. So, mm-hmm. you feel me? It was well thought out. I met with a lot of people, and you feel me, Columbia. You feel me? That was the best fit for me. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I had a meeting with uh, the president of Columbia to listen to the new Little Peep album a couple months ago, and I mentioned you right away. I'm like, so what's up, Apollo G? Tell me about him. And he was just, he was like really surprised I even knew about that. And I'm like, I, like that's my whole thing. I'm supposed to know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so what, what about the Taste 600 connection? Because I seen that you had songs with him, and I was just trying to figure out like where that came from or like how that came about, because that's a legendary Chicago figure. It's like, um, like, we know a lot of people mutually. Like, his sister went to I went to high school with his younger sister, and then his little cousin he from off my block. So you feel me? We was connected through that way. And really, Tay Six Hundred was the first rapper from Chicago to ever shout me out. Like he was playing me on this Instagram, and then he made a, uh, another post like Polo G and put the fire emojis. And then I just hit up his sister like. Tell um your brother, you feel me? Um, good looking for shouting me out in that thing. Then he followed me on the gram, and then we just started, you feel me? Talking back and forth. So, do you feel like Chicago at this point, if you're an up and coming rapper out of Chicago, you feel like people actually like support you, or that people tend to just hate and not want to see somebody else come out because it is so competitive and there's so many people trying to rap? It's a it varies. It's like. When you cold and you coming out the city, they going to support you 110%. But it's like you going to hire your haters, of course. That's where, that's where anywhere. But it's like definitely in the city because that's just the dynamic of it. Like a lot of people be hating. Yeah, because like you even just describing somebody who didn't know you shouting out your music. You know, that's that's kind of rare. Like for somebody to be like smaller and not getting crazy views and to have somebody who's more established been around longer just start shouting them out out of the goodness of their heart you know that shit doesn't happen all the time and it actually like means a lot to a lot of up-and-coming artists but Mm -hmm. you know in a lot of like smaller rap scenes and shit it's like it's 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 hard to find somebody that wants to fuck with somebody unless they have like a reason to or unless there's like money to be made and shit i feel like i'm real big on showing love though like i've never been a type to 
try to hide that I rock with somebody music. Like if it's nice, it's nice. I feel like a lot of people don't be wanting to show love or shout a person out because they feel like it's going to stop what they got going on or get in the way of it. But it's like what's going on for you is what's destined for you. Exactly. Yeah, and it's crazy too because after a while you start to realize that the really big people in the music industry and stuff are paying attention to everything that people who are smaller are doing just so they could like shamelessly rip them off and shit. And this been so many times. Like I remember when I was like working with X that it was like, that was the conversation was like realizing like, oh, there's huge artists that want to work with him, but they're not going to work with him unless he signs to them. And that, you know, cause that's like, realistically it's like, why is blank gigantic number one rapper going to actually do songs with somebody unless they feel like they're getting something out of it to them. It's like, it's not worth it unless they have like a, a, a benefit to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, where did the, the, the Capilot crew name come from? Uh, what you mean, Capilot Crew? Or is that your crew, Capilot, or is that just your nickname? That's just my nickname. Oh, okay. That's that just came like Capilot. It mean like not for none. Like in the, it's a, like a new sense or a definition that they gave the word. Like I believe, like towards Atlanta, like Cap mean like line. you fun, you lying. Yeah. But in Chicago, to be capping, it mean like you crazy, you a bug up, like. You want you you the person who gonna act crazy in the situation? Yeah. So is that weird for you that the the word is sort of taking on like a little bit different different definition? I mean, that's just with anything. It would be like two definitions to a word or whatever the case may be. Right. No, I feel it. Um. So yeah, and then your other name that I seen is Mister Do Too Much. When when did that come into the picture? I gave myself that name like <laughs> back when I was when I first started out rapping. It's like. I don't know why I'd be doing too much. <laughs> so I just threw that on out. Yeah. Um, getting that, that Capilot chain, though, was that, was that, like, the first time you spent that much money on, like, one thing like that? Definitely. Was that a huge decision, or was it just excited? You finally feel like you actually, like, made it? That, one, that wasn't even the, um, the thing that made me feel like that. It was just the whole situation in general, like, after sign, and then it was, like, the attention that I was getting, I'm like, oh yeah, it's that time. But when I finally got my chain, that was just like a, that was big for me too, though. Like to just know I could do that, and it was like considering where I had just came from, like I mm. was just in locked up for petty cases, stuff like that. So it was like, like dang. Yeah, it's oh, that's kind of like a rapper thing. Like, did you go and get the chain like as soon as you got your advance, or did you like give it some time? Oh, I gave it some time. Okay. Kanye used to like brag about that. That, that was kind of his thing. He went and got jewelry before he bought a house or, any, or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> just Kanye being. Dude, that, that's the ultimate question you got to ask anybody from Chicago these days. How you feel about Kanye? I mean, Kanye, Kanye, you, gonna, you got your people who hate him. You got your people who love him. Like, he be doing him. You can't really fault him for doing him. Mm. Yeah, it's actually kind of amazing when you think about all the shit that he's done over the past year or two that. People really like give him a pass and they're just like, hey, like, yeah, he might get a lot of shit for saying crazy shit, but he doesn't get anywhere near as much shit as another person might. That's because he Kanye. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like if there was a new up and coming rapper that said the kind of stuff about Trump or slavery that he said, you'd probably never hear from him again. But yeah, with Kanye, he, got, he can rock with it. A new rapper got to build up a legacy or something. <laughs> you got to go crazy. Facts. Um, so how did you link up with Lil TJ? Uh, it was like, it 
was a um it was a A and R um over at my label. She linked us up. But TJ was rocking with my music beforehand. I was rocking with his. We linked up at the stool and then it's like we've been rocking there since. You guys get along similarly because I feel like you guys sort of remind me of each other. You got like a Chicago and the New York version of each other in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I get. We I hear that a lot for yeah. some reason, but I don't know. We just be rocking with each other like we cool, like he off, be feeding off each other vibe. For sure. Uh, is there anybody else, like, in particular that, like, what are you working on right now? You working on a certain project or, like, tape? You still just dropping single videos and shit? No, I'm, um, I got a tape dropping this March, Die Legend. It's on the way. Like, going to be about, like, uh, 14 tracks. Trying to, like, show my diversity, you feel me? Like, just really trying to put my foot in the door, you feel me? Are you, you got any plans to get people on that? No, no, it's going to be all me. Really? No features? No. I'll say that for, like, one of my next projects or something. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's pretty crazy for a person in your situation where you've done such crazy numbers on YouTube and shit. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, damn, you're doing way bigger numbers on certain songs than, like, a lot of, like, established artists. Like, But, but what do you feel like you have to prove at this point? Or what's your, your impression that you want to make on the game with this tape? That... that like my greatness like I just want to show that like I'm different from a lot of other like I got a, more to offer than a lot of other you feel me artists when they come to this and I got longevity like mm -hmm. a lot of people it just be in this for the moment like yeah I'm I, I can you feel me switch it up to whatever the rap game gonna be in the next year or so you feel me right so. No, it's true. I mean, yeah, a lot of people can come out and like make a splash, have a song do well or whatever. But it's definitely that's that's really the the telltale thing. It's like who can be around for a few years and like actually be consistent with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you in any way find the lifestyle out here or like being in Calabasas? Do you find it kind of boring in comparison to being in Chicago, where there's just always shit going on and it's like more people you know and stuff? Or do you like the fact that you get to like be more focused out here? I like the fact that I get to be more focused. Like, I like the chill vibe. I like the, you feel me? Everybody out here nice as hell. Like, mm. walk around, motherfucker, com compliment you, you barely know and shit like that. <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like, in the city, they gonna mug your ass till you out of their sight. It's like, they crazy as hell in the city. So it's like, you, you appreciate this vibe way more. No, I mean, it's smart too for you to like, make the move early because i feel like in new york and chicago there's a lot of examples of like if you're going to become a popular rapper why you probably not want to stay there both because of not even because of the street shit because you might be super super good in that regard but just the cops will fucking laser in on you and just yeah. they don't want you doing good out there especially if you're sort of talking about whatever in your songs i mean that that's just you're setting yourself up to be under a lot of scrutiny if you stay around there yeah, like the um the police be knowing everything that's going on. Like they be especially on the rapper. So you know got you gotta know how to maneuver when you in a city and you and you got that status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever uh or do you feel like are you concerned with keeping your social media and shit sort of clean in the sense of like you don't wanna be putting yourself out there? Like there's a lot of rappers I realize who are like in gangs but will never mention the gang that they're in on social media because of the cops. I mean, like and people know what's going on, they know what's going on, but it's like the other stuff, like the guns and uh, extra and uh, drugs, and uh, you wouldn't ever catch me doing nothing like that. Or I really wouldn't mention a gang, cause ain't no need to. Like, mm. I know what's up, you feel me? It's just like, 
everything you're going to see with me really more so career related. So. Yeah. You're, so you wouldn't take a photo with a gun? No. That's no. Not nah. I know people who drink lean every day and they'll never take a photo with some lean. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I know people who every time that they ever get lean, they take a picture. It's on the Instagram story. They're pouring it. Like fucking got to show it off. It's like sometimes I want to tell people like you don't have to show off every dumbass thing that you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else we should talk about before we wrap this up? Die Legend on the way. <laughs> Die Legend March, man. is on the way. Got some hot stuff for the streets, man. That's exciting. Definitely need that. Anybody you want to uh, send a shout out to? Any thanks? No. He said, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate it, man. Uh, Polo G. Go check his shit out on Spotify, YouTube, all of that. This is No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Pow.